y'all. Welcome to the Nuga Bell podcast, all about stories of the South, straight from the sources. I'm your host, Kate Robertson, and I'm based in the scenic city of Chattanooga, Tennessee. Join me and my guests as we talk about all things Chattanooga, life in the South, and beyond. Now pour yourself a cup of coffee or a glass of sweet tea and join us. We're so glad you're here. Fantastic. My one year podcast anniversary is February 26th. Oh, nice. Awesome. I really didn't think I'd keep up with it for a year. That's awesome. So I'm like, one year down. Now yeah. time to start making money off of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. I've been doing the slay dance fit thing now for a year, so mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't know I was even gonna get into dance fitness. I just wanted to learn a specific style and then I knew I was going into fitness training from healthcare and I just thought well I'll, I'll just I'll just start teaching some specific dance styles it's like upbeat and kind mm-hmm. of like cardio and then I found like a cardio fitness type of class for with that incorporated that style and I, I ran with it yeah mm-hmm. let's back up what sector of healthcare were you in and how did that lead you into the dance fitness, because I remember dance fitness. Like when I think of dance fitness, I think of like Zumba and Jazzercise, and that is not the only option for dance fitness anymore. Thank it's goodness, <laughs> evolved. Yeah, it's gotten a little bit more cool. I mean, um, started out a little bit cheesy, you know, back in the day, and I remember doing it. I actually probably started off doing Jazzercise when I was four years old. Same. There's there's <laughs> footage of me doing it. In front of VHS players, and um, I started off in holistic healthcare because my dad is a chiropractor. Okay. And owns um, we have a business on Brainerd Road, at the corner, almost the corner of Brainerd and Moore Road intersection. Okay. Uh, we're Mason Chiropractic Center, and so when I was little growing up, I was always involved with the office in one way or another. And then once I hit high school, I actually started working in the office mm-hmm. and, and doing like administrative work, uh, x-ray development, helping <clears throat> with certain therapies. And over time, stuck with it and um, went to school for massage therapy in 2006, seven. Okay. Um, dad always was encouraging me to become a chiropractor, but I'm not the doctor type. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to be stuck in an office. Even though it's, there's some doctors that do things differently now and, and travel and, and they're a little bit more of like a vagabond style. But right. That's kind of what I've been. <laughs> anywhere I've gone uh, over the years, I've done massage anywhere I go, anywhere I go mm-hmm. as a secondary source of income. I feel like that's something that no matter where you are, there's always going to be a need for massage therapy, whether it's for like personal wellness or athletic recovery Mm -hmm. or like injury recovery or anything. There's always going to be a need for that. Yeah. I take what I do um, very seriously and very ethically. And I have always focused in on like athletes and professionals. Um, But with my dad's business, which I help with a promotional deal on Facebook, um, they can get chiropractic exam and then they get a massage included. He hires me to do that. Okay. And PR work for his office. So um, I now help run the business, whereas I was like in the office a lot more in the past. So 
I really like that. I like being able to help in that way. But his, his clientele is different. They're very like injured, you know, have been in accidents or um, just in a lot of pain. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm helping. And then a lot of like older uh, Medicare age patients. Mm-hmm. So people who genuinely need the help are the ones that I'm interested in right. helping. You know, I, um, I'm very selective about who I do massage with, so I don't advertise it so much. It's very word of mouth with gotcha. me. Yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, people so who are listening to this. <laughs> yeah. I'm one of the best and you're going to find, but <laughs> I know a lot of great ones in town as well. I just, I prefer looking for sports massage therapists because they typically know what they're focused, you know, they know what they're doing a lot, right. a lot more. Awesome. Yeah. Well, if you're just tuning in, uh, this is episode 39 of the Nougat Bell podcast. And I am here with Natalie Mason, who we just became friends, like, pretty recently but she's pretty rad um you are too she's kind of does like everything she's kind of a magician and i don't know how she does everything that she does so if you're tuning in now we've been talking about um holistic wellness and chiropractors and massage therapy and that's just a portion of what you do yeah (laughs) <laughs> I'm helping run, uh, I think, about four or five businesses right now just as marketing and PR mm-hmm. uh, and then entertainment director and choreography and, and personal training as yeah. well. Um, before we started <clears throat> recording, we were talking about how at some point you get to a point where you have so many side hustles that they're not side hustles. They're just the hustle. <laughs> right. Yeah. You just... <laughs> take on more roles over time, I think. And they just kind of, like, pile up. It's one of those, like, oops, got another job. Oops, started something else again. (laughs) Or I just kind of go head on and it's like, I want to do this, Mm -hmm. and I think we could work together. Yeah. Um, I'm really very focused in on making sure that I do business with the right people and if I can't see you as somebody who I can see as a friend Mm -hmm. then I don't really want a relationship with you as far as business goes or intimate Mm -hmm. you know yeah (laughs) friendship is the basis of everything and Mm -hmm. I just I'm so much like on board with bringing the community together and creating spaces to bring people together Mm -hmm. Um, it's a big reason why I'm doing the dance fitness thing um, just to encourage a different mindset and energy mm-hmm. in people and like create movement. And we have such a great community for that. And I think people are kind of hungry to do yeah. more and experience more. I think so. Um, let's talk a little bit more about that dance fitness. Um, how exactly did you land that endeavor? Um, I get wild ideas. <laughs> <laughs> I had an idea. Um, I was in a transition in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I had. I was planning on moving. I've moved around a lot. Mm-hmm. I was planning on moving back to Hawaii and back then, to Hawaii. Yes, <laughs> I lived there for two years, and then I came back, and I was planning on moving there again. And, okay. And during that plan, I picked up an, a job. I was saving up money, and my plans fell through. I changed my mind. Gotcha. Uh, I decided it wasn't the healthiest idea for me. So I settled back into being in the Chattanooga, and I thought, all right, what can I do next? I knew I wanted to do another group-led thing. Um, I don't know if you know this about me, but I started Chattanooga Roller Girls. Oh, okay. 
I was the head coach. Awesome. Member, um, along I have with not, five other ladies. Maybe. I have not been to one of their matches, but <laughs> I know about them by proxy because mm-hmm. uh, I hang out with the Chattel Hooligans. Nice for CFC. So nice. there's a little bit of a commingling, commingling like overlap there. So yeah, yes, sense. I'm familiar with that. That's awesome. Yeah, it's evolved. The game has evolved a little bit. I think since 2007, eight is when we started it, and um. Uh, I've seen a, a couple uh, bouts since then, but I stuck with it for a year and a half to essentially my my goal was to get it established and make it sustain. Mm-hmm. And um, after that, I was a little bit worn out of all the lack of sleep that I, I got that. from putting it, it together. And I moved to Florida to do some surfing for a bit. So um, yeah, so so group athletics is something I've always been a part of my whole life. I grew up playing soccer. Okay. Um, indoor, outdoor, year-round. So I've always been an athlete, and <clears throat> I knew I wanted to move from healthcare into personal training and group training, and I thought a good introduction for me back into the community would to would be to do, like, a group uh, type of class and, and dance is wanted in Chattanooga. Mm-hmm. There's not a whole lot of places to go to dance. And the places that you can go to dance, they typically have like smoking inside. It's typically not a healthy environment. They're kind of lame. And yeah, and <laughs> I end up like, you know, having a good time for a little bit, but leaving because I can't like want to hang out too too late you know there's like very select places you can go dance in Chattanooga yeah the one that I'm thinking of which I will not name I have been to three times and I enjoyed it one of those three times and the only reason I enjoyed it was I had had enough to drink that I was just like I'm just happy right but the other two times yeah I I don't know if it was just like the, not the, not the wrong crowd in the sense of like a dangerous crowd, but it was like the wrong crowd for me to have a good time. Yeah, and I was just kind of like, no. Mm-hmm. You've got two options. You've got like the bar option, and then you've got some classes. There are some classes at the gyms. I've mm-hmm. got some friends that that do dance classes and like um, hip hop and different kinds of mm-hmm. things like that. Um, but they're usually at gyms where you have to have a membership or Mm -hmm. there's a there's a few um dance studios and for the last year I was in a dance studio I was in a couple dance studios for the last year uh but in the past four months I was invited by the owner of core fit pros named Harold Flemister to come teach sleigh dance fit at core fit pros awesome and then he also opened up the opportunity for me to train and do personal training. Um, so Corvette Pros is right there at the corner of Market in Maine, across from the Choo Choo. Okay. Next to Blue Orleans. Oh, I know where that is. I walk by it like every day. The Clark Center is yeah. the building. Um, it's lovely. It's a lovely personal training studio. It's two stories. And he's been in there, I think, about five, six years. And he's about to expand it like two, three times the size and put showers in there. Um, but Harold has been in there focused like on the local professionals. Um, and this expansion is going to 
give the locals a, a better opportunity to come in and like actually work out, get a good training session, and then get a shower and then go back to work if right. they need to. Um, yeah, so I'm really excited to be invited into this uh, studio at this time, um, especially during the expansion. It's exactly what I envisioned awesome. that I wanted for mm-hmm. my future. Uh, I knew I wanted to do like a, a personal training type of facility. And I'm learning so much from him. He's very, very experienced as a trainer and um, very well respected in the area as well. And uh, it's just a very awesome working relationship because, like I said, friendship is so important to me. And he's a very reliable man. So mm-hmm. I'm very grateful for Harold awesome. <laughs> And to have that space because it's just, it's it's beautiful. It's always clean. Um, you know, it feels intimate. It feels like the people who come in get the focus, whereas in a gym, you kind of lose yourself in the mm-hmm. crowd, you know? Yeah. Um, I it, have a hard time in big gyms. I do. Yeah, me too. I do better with, like, the smaller classes mm-hmm. where there's someone, like, leading you and instructing you yeah, and telling same. you, like do this for this many reps or do this for two minutes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I did the like solo workout at like apartment gyms for a while and mm-hmm. you you just plateau so easily and it's hard for me at least to like push myself to be like, okay, like the 15s are too light, like up for yourself. Sure. For so sure. I do a lot better in those actual classes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I totally get that. Like I, before I became a trainer, like I, I have a lot of experience. I have an unusual amount of experience for someone my age, mm-hmm. just because of being, you know, in the being born into the industry or the the business industry that I've been in. Mm-hmm. And I started training at a young age, not just for group athletics, but I did personal training as well. Mm-hmm. So I feel that I'm able to train pretty much anybody as long mm-hmm. as they're willing and committed to to changing yeah. their life because I can't convince anybody to want to take better care of their health right mm-hmm. like that's not my job my job is not to convince somebody to change their life my job is to let people be comfortable enough in their skin to reach the goals that are important to them Mm -hmm. and then be able to sustain a healthy lifestyle with or without me. Yeah. Because I don't want somebody to be like, uh, attached to me forever, even though if they think I'm that great of a trainer and they want (laughs) me to stay in their life for the next 10 years, I'll do it. Right. But typically people have like a short term goal Mm -hmm. or a semi long term goal (laughs) and they want to attain, uh, muscle mass gain or better balance or, you know, better health in general, um, or even just, I think a big part of it is how you feel. Mm -hmm. Um, that's what got me like back really on the road to really taking care of my health was I wanted to feel better more than I cared about how Mm -hmm. I looked. Same. Uh, and, um, I've learned a lot over the years and I'm really grateful for where I'm at and to be able to share that with my community too, Mm -hmm. because, I had to go off into the world uh, to learn. And then I actually do a referral program with Nutrition World okay. on Lee Highway, um, which is fantastic because I'm real, I'm good friends with Katie, um, Ed's daughter, uh, <clears throat> the owners of the, mm-hmm. of the Nutrition World. And 
I do a referral program with my clients and um, they can go in there and they have dietitians and everyone who works there is so knowledgeable. Um, and a lot of the times it's just figuring out the nutrients that you need, you right. know, <laughs> how to eat. Mm-hmm. It's a big struggle for a lot of people. And I, I mean, I wasn't raised to know what good nutrition looked like. I, I'm a Southern girl. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Sweet tea with a cup of white sugar and white bread biscuits. You know, my mom was a great baker and cook. But she, you know, we didn't know nutritional right. until yeah. years down the road. So, mm-hmm. so I'm passionate about it. I'm passionate about healthcare and and but performance art is also something I've been passionate mm-hmm. about and have. I thought forever I was going to be a, a professional singer at a young age and went after that dream mm-hmm. and definitely tried to like rebel against healthcare because <laughs> that's what dad wanted me to do. You know, everyone has that phase. Yes. <laughs> So backtracking a little bit, um, what is a Slay Dance Fizz class like? Okay, so um, I decided to make my own brand after I got a little bit of training. I, I, I wanted to offer a combination of like yoga meets tribal movements uh, meets like dance hall and Afrobeats. Mm-hmm. So... I'm describing it as booty yoga meets Zumba. Okay. Like, it kind of combines dance with yoga. Okay. Um, I'm really focused on strengthening and lengthening. Okay. So my original thought was I would really like to learn dance hall mm-hmm. and Afrobeats. And so dance hall is specific to Jamaica. And the, the cool thing about their culture is that with every song that comes out, there's a dance that goes along to it. Interesting. For years and years and years. There's so much content. You can find so many different kinds of dances. Mm-hmm. So I thought I'm all about just learning new things and trying new things. And I thought this would be good because it's like an endless amount of content right. to learn. Plus, it just, it's very empowering. Mm-hmm. It's very empowering movements, and everyone can do it. You don't have to be a good dancer. It's really just about keeping moving. Mm-hmm. So you learn, like, these repetitive movements, and then you can just keep going, and you really get a good cardio workout. And then I put it in with high-intensity interval training, which people call HIT, mm-hmm. um, which we go hard for, like, the length of a song, and then we take about a 30-second to minute break, and then we jump back in it to another song. Gotcha. Um, yeah, so it's it's about 30 minutes, 35 minutes of that. Mm-hmm. And then we do like 15 minutes of core work. And then we end with stretching. I begin with some warm-up mm-hmm. stretches um, and movements. But we end with, with stretching and really just get like a full body integrated workout. Um, I've had great responses from... Mostly ladies who come to the class. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had a, f- there's been a few brave men <laughs> who have dared to come. Um, Good for them. Yeah, yeah. You know, the thing I've noticed is that, like, the older we get, the more we're afraid to move our- and express ourselves through movement. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why kids' classes tend to be more successful um, and have more of a turnout than adult classes. Mm-hmm. It- and I've had people say to me, I was intimidated of you until I came into your class and I got to hang out with Interesting. you. Interesting. And yeah, it's like, I feel like 
if I can get people in the door just to try it, then mm-hmm. they'll see it's no pressure. And I'm not there to judge. Like, it, I've been such a body and energy worker. Like, it is not in my nature to judge people at right. all. And um, my goal is to create a welcoming environment where anybody who's dancer or not will have fun. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> What's really cool is I have a DJ coming that has been uh, helping me out through December. His name's Keenan Daniels. Awesome. He goes by the Million Dollar Man. Oh, I've heard of him. He got Chattanooga's best DJ there nice. at one point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's super cool. He's a really good dancer, too. Um, so he's been DJing at some of my classes, and we're going to do a bi-weekly, or I'm sorry, bi-monthly a bi-monthly DJ and dance fitness party. Awesome. Um, so February 23rd at 11 a.m. is our next DJ and dance fitness party awesome. at CoreFit Pros. So if anybody out there wants to come, just sign up. Look up Slay Dance Fit on Facebook and Instagram, and there is a link to uh, a link to Schedulicity, my scheduling program, and you can sign up for the class and then pay in, per- pay in person when you get there. Awesome. I will yeah. plug that in the show notes when Sweet. this goes live. Nice. Um, I think I saw a Facebook event for that earlier this week. Yeah, I'm just pushing all <laughs> my everything all the time. Yeah. I feel like I bombard everybody on social media. That's the way you got to do it, though. <laughs> Especially organically. <laughs> yeah, it's been really interesting because I've been going so hard at it the last year. I'm promoting myself and um, I keep running into people weekly. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you're that sleigh girl. You're that sleigh <laughs> girl. I'm like, yeah, what's your name? Are we connected? And they're like, yeah, we're connected. And it's really cool to like meet new people who recognize the brand. Mm-hmm. Um, but more than being recognized on social media, I want you to come and party. Right. <laughs> I want you to come get a, a, a workout. <laughs> Maybe... Maybe hang out, you know, do some personal training. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, let's um, shift gears a little bit and play with my jar. Okay. Um, if you are a regular listener to the Nougabelle podcast, then you know what the jar is. But for my new listeners, this is my mason jar filled with colorful pieces of paper with all sorts of fun questions and get-to-know-you things cool. to... Like learn more about the guest like all right like so we'll each draw a few and then talk about it and we can answer each other's questions okay so i'll go first okay. let's start with the pink one here when i have visitors in town the first place i take them is Ooh, that's a good one uh mine is usually somewhere really good to eat mm-hmm. and i mean i have my favorite places obviously but <laughs> it also, I also take into account, like, whoever's visiting me, I take into account their tastes. Yeah. Um, I really, my parents love, host. my <laughs> parents love feed. They really like food works for brunch, and they both really like stir. So when my parents come to town, those three places or some mix are usually where we end up. Nice. Okay. All right. So I would say that I would invite them into the Airbnb that I'm running. Oh, nice. Which is called the Sunshine House. Uh, we host throughout the year, um, but it is a lovely home in the Highland Park area, like a bike ride from downtown. I'm also an Airbnb experience guide. Nice. So people can hire me to um, show them around the city, uh, take them on a hike, on a bike ride, that kind of thing. But I would my, my thing is I want to tailor to the needs of the individual. Mm-hmm. Um, and what they may like. So yeah, definitely food, um, 
the biking around town is so cool now. Mm-hmm. And then I'm all about chasing waterfalls. <laughs> I love waterfalls, and we have so many in the area. Oh, yeah. So that's, that's kind of... one of my goals for once the weather warms up. And, I mean, it's February, and it's, what, like 70 degrees outside. But um, <laughs> what is climate change? No. I can tell you right now. Uh, um <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, like spring, summer, when it starts to get like really warm, I really want to go see more of those waterfalls because I've mm. only seen like two of them. Girl, I got you. So <laughs> like I haven't made it out to Lulu Lake yet. I want to go to like okay. Clownland Canyon and like mm-hmm. um, Fall Creek Falls and like all that kind of stuff. Nice. So things that I'm like ashamed to say I haven't been to yet. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's so much adventure out there. Mm-hmm. I'm, I have wanderlust. I've been in and out of Chattanooga for the last 16 years and mm-hmm. just all over the place. Yeah. And mostly looking for bodies of water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that explains Hawaii a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. <laughs> Go for it. All right. All right. I'm going to take All right. Got a blue one. One thing I just don't understand is... Well, I don't understand a lot of things. <laughs> I wish I were a cyborg so I could understand everything if I needed to, but I, you know, it's not the, not the cards I'm dealt. Um, I have to narrow it down to one thing I don't understand. <laughs> a whole podcast on things I don't understand for real that this is a you just opened up a can, can of, of worms, worms. Yeah. <laughs> um this is a hard one this is a really hard one um okay mm. <laughs> as we both take sips of our wine <laughs> see I could get real deep <laughs> like <laughs> I don't know how deep I want to take it um Whatever you're feeling in this moment. (laughs) I think one thing I don't understand is, okay, since we're talking about businesses, um, we're talking about, and, and me coming from the perspective of being a younger woman in business, Mm -hmm. um, one thing I don't understand is when people don't take me seriously as a business person mm-hmm. um, and make assumptions yes. that I, they try to, like people try to cross ethics, um, try to use my social media as like a dating uh, opportunity. Yeah, no. Um, I don't understand when people are just trying to hit on me and don't want to follow through with with business when they say, like, they're trying to use that as an in. Yeah. I get that a lot. Like, I'm very serious about helping people and Mm -hmm. always have been, and I've been kind of born into this lifestyle, but Mm -hmm. people don't take me as seriously, and I get really frustrated Mm -hmm. about that because, um, like, I got to eat too, you know? (laughs) Like, I got to live. And... I don't like it when people are like, oh, you're so beautiful. You're so beautiful. Can I get to know you? Um, Oh, I need personal training. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, I want to be taken seriously. Mm-hmm. And I want to do my job as service. Um, but I also want, 
I want respect and I don't like I, I find that there are we're living in an area maybe where um, we're we're progressing yes um, and I consider myself very much a matriarchal matriarch type of mm-hmm. woman I can see that and I I treat everybody with the same ethics mm-hmm. and I, I want you know that's the golden rule you treat people how you mm-hmm. want to be treated but I don't always get that back and same, you're, same. I'm always sifting through BS mm-hmm. uh, and uh, I get frustrated yeah I get frustrated I don't understand why people can't treat each other like uh, ethics but maybe they just weren't you know taught and uh, <laughs> <laughs> they weren't raised the same way we were, apparently. Apparently not. People need to humble themselves. I don't understand not being humble. Yeah. I don't understand that. I don't sure. either. In a similar vein, <laughs> I do not understand, and this is not exactly a recent thing, but something I've like embraced more recently, is how brands and companies do not understand how influencer marketing works. Influencer marketing. Can you, yeah. can you explain on that? Like paying someone to promote your product or service picking like for for instance like I partner with certain local brands to like promote their services and like or how those products and services can benefit other people and I am influencing other people to partake in that product or service Mm -hmm. and some brands and companies that I have reached out to or that have reached out to me just don't understand how it works and I just want to be like this is not complicated (laughs) I mean, like, as an influencer, I should not have to buy your product in order to talk about it. Like, you should, if you want me to, like, influence other people to use your product, like, I shouldn't have to buy your product. You should provide it for me. Okay. I don't understand Instagram models modeling for free. Ooh, talk about a can of worms. (laughs) I don't understand that. I actually created an alter ego Mm -hmm. on Instagram. Yes, you did. (laughs) Did you see that? Did I I find you? (laughs) Yeah, it's the same kind of thing. Like, I I came up with this concept at Halloween this year. Mm -hmm. Um, I did a a pop-up at uh, the Dwell Hotel with a pop-up project. Okay. um, Maddie and Jules. And... We did the thriller dance. It was really fun. But anyway, I think I saw a video of that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Maddie's Maddie's man Tim did the videography, and it was fantastic. We had a lot of fun. Yes, I have seen that. Yeah. <laughs> so my Halloween costume was a zombie, but I was a dead Instagram model, and <laughs> my character died for the approval of others without getting paid. And she, like, her husband takes all her photos, she's got a baby, and she is a um, life coach, right? Yeah. So, like, all those stereotypical um, social media type of things. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, I just, like, I don't understand doing things in that fashion for free. And... um I totally agree with you. I think people need to get on board with cross-promoting and helping each other be able to sustain in a business sense in that way. It's, oof. I could, mm. You should make a podcast about that so we can be educated on how (laughs) we can make it happen better. I might. If anyone. I would, I need to learn more. It's, it's really interesting, and I love being an influencer for the brands that I have partnered with. Mm -hmm. I, I love it. They're great fits for me. And they're just, like, great people. 
and I, I want to do it more. I just, I just need to find like those right fits again. Who, can I ask you who they are? Uh, I will say off air, but yes, I will tell you. Yeah. I'd like to know who's, who's helping you out and being yeah. with, being good. Yeah, <laughs> of course I will say. Good. Um, all right, let's Sweet. see. Let's go for a green one here. Okay. One new thing I'd like to try is, so I'll say two things. One of those is a Slay Dance Fit class. Yeah. Um, <laughs> another new thing I would like to try is hang gliding. Ooh, same. They've, I've never done that. I haven't either. And there's that hang gliding place on, is it Lookout, I guess? Well, we are so close to like the mecca of hang gliding mm-hmm. right here. I had a few... Sure. Um, they don't work for the same company I work for anymore, but they used to, and they did hang gliding, and they said it was like amazing. And I'm not quite brave enough to it's do pretty sk- epic. I'm not quite brave enough to do skydiving, <laughs> but I would like to try hang gliding. Hang gliding seems a little bit more complex than than skydiving, though, because considering weather and like being taken off, like mm-hmm. the same with uh, hot air balloons. Yeah, yeah, you, you have to take into consider weather and. and mm-hmm. Weather, pattern, weather patterns and stuff like that, but yeah, I'm the same. Anything like that is um, super intimidating, but I would yeah. like to try it. My dad's done the hot air balloon stuff before, <coughs> and he loves it. Nice, nice. I've never done that. I've seen the hot air balloon festival in New Mexico. Mm-hmm. It was lovely. Bucket list item. <laughs> yeah, Go to a sure. hot air balloon festival. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. Well, did I answer that? Mm-hmm. One new thing I'd like to try... I disagreed with you. Um, <laughs> one new thing I'd like to try is I want to get into like more like aerial acrobatics. Ooh, like aerial yoga and stuff. Yeah. See, I there's I actually own aerial silks, and I sometimes hang with them statically. And work on my strength conditioning, but mm-hmm. I want to get more into like circus arts, yeah, um, flow arts, and things of that nature. Um, and luckily, I have a lot of friends that do that now. Mm-hmm. But just like a handful of years ago, there wasn't really any facilities where we could do that. Mm-hmm. But now there is, and um, my my goal is to have my own studio mm-hmm. someday, and I want to have it uh, tall ceiling so I can do. Aerial. That would be cool. Acrobatics and things of that nature in there. Uh, a lady I follow on Instagram, she hosts uh, a podcast based out of New York, but she's gotten into aerial yoga. Nice. And she'll post photos of her, like, classes or sessions. And just recently I was like, man, that looks so cool. Like, if I ever got the chance, I would try that. For sure. There is there is some places in town now mm-hmm. uh, within the last handful of years that yeah. have opened, but... I left and went to L.A. to pursue that, mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, yeah, it was fun. But I need to I need to learn more. So yeah, I'm yeah. excited. That would be fun. All right, one more. Round this off. One more. One thing I wish Chattanooga had is. Chattanooga had a consistently paid and supported art performance scene. Okay. I want more of that. I want more businesses to 
open or to get on board with hiring regular weekly paid performers. I could see that. Yeah. Without getting <laughs> too deep into that, like, I think it's heading that direction. And mm-hmm. I'm really grateful to be with London Calling. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very happy about it. But it, um, I want more of that just because, like... Well, and also, I want more art murals. Yes. Like, I'm so happy about the ones that have shown up and the Mm -hmm. artists that have come in and created murals, but we need more of it. Yes. I think somebody needs to get on the Chattanooga Library. Yes. That building is so big and plain. Mm Mm-hmm. We need Chattanooga art murals on that building because Mm -hmm. it's such an awesome little hub for creative people oh yeah there's so (laughs) much space on that building for some art yeah all like the buildings downtown should just have murals on them yes (laughs) (laughs) i want chattanooga to be like a more healthy new orleans (laughs) more healthy new orleans yeah that's my vision (laughs) what's our equivalent of bourbon street (laughs) station street (laughs) yeah Which is fantastic. God, yeah. I love Station Station Street and Songbirds and that whole area. I have not spent nearly enough time down there, and I need to remedy that soon. Yeah, well, Corfit Pros is right there. Perfect. You'll be working out yeah. there soon. <laughs> um, let's see. One thing I wish Chattanooga had, um, I agree with everything you said. Um, and I may have mentioned this in an earlier episode, like 20 episodes ago. I wish we had, like, a botanical garden. Ooh. Well, I guess we have the aquarium, but that's not quite the same thing. Yeah, I love the aquarium. I really do. Um, yeah, one of my friends uh, used to work with the lemurs, and the lemurs are adorable. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I love a good botanical garden. Like, yeah. um, I used to live outside of Philadelphia back when I was in high school, and okay. we had Longwood Gardens up there. Mm-hmm. And it was just enormous, enormous place that just had, like, every plant you could possibly imagine and they had like roses and different seasonal things and they had like fireworks in the summer and it's it it was just such a fun place and it was a really affordable date spot if you took your college id and i just i just really like plants and flowers but i'm terrible at growing them so i like to go places that have plants and people that are good at growing and maintaining them so I can admire them for sure and I don't really want to drive down to Atlanta or up to Nashville to go to gardens botanical garden oh my girl Liza with Fox and Fern should get on a botanical garden just saying (laughs) shout out to Liza (laughs) love you boo (laughs) awesome well you segued us perfectly to talk about London Calling yeah Um, And if you listened to the podcast around, I think, late September, early October, then I had James Healy on, who is the owner of London Calling, Chattanooga's first speakeasy. Oh, yeah, that bloke. Yes. Hi, James. We love you. What up, James? (laughs) I know he'll be listening to this. Yeah, I'll give Um, him a piece of my mind later. (laughs) Um... But one of the things that is super special about London Calling is y'all have a trio that does performances on Friday and Saturday nights? We have been, but now it's just Saturday. Okay. From now on, yeah. That's awesome. We call ourselves the London Calling Ladies. Yeah. Uh, And it is myself. uh, I was hired on as 
entertainment director mm-hmm. to put the uh, show together because I'm friends with Wes Black. Okay. Bartender. One I, of the best bartenders in Chattanooga, by the way. No doubt. No doubt. <laughs> no doubt. I only know the best people. I'm just saying. <laughs> Keep my good people close. Um, but I did craft cocktail bartending for a while. and um, You really have done everything. I've, I've done a lot. I've, I've dabbled. <laughs> yeah. Um, helped open four other venues. Um, bars slash venues in Chattanooga. in Chattanooga. Nice. Um, and this was the fifth one, but not as a bartender this time as performance. So okay. I put out the word looking for other ladies to come on, uh, to be a part of the show. Uh, I needed two others besides myself, and um, I got Maddie Waters with Pop-Up Project at Mm -hmm. first, and then connected with Maddie Lane, who also does Pop-Up Project. Um, Maddie Waters and Pop-Up Project started doing well, and so she she split off and did her, you know, went on her own um, gig. I had to find another person, Mm -hmm. and a young lady by the name of Crystal Parker contacted me. And she does, like, fire spinning and juggling Ooh, flow yeah. arts and that kind of thing. So she does, like, LED um, flow art uh, for her solo. Mm-hmm. And Maddie Lane does tap dancing. I was a tapper. You were. For 11 years. Oh, my gosh. She's come, like, chill and come to a practice and tap dance with us. Maybe I might still have my shoes in perform. my <laughs> I actually remember, I can't remember, I know Maddie definitely was, um, I don't remember who the other lady was with her that night, but when James did the pop-up before mm-hmm. London Calling opened at Chat Whiskey. That was me and Maddie, okay. yeah. I knew it was Maddie, I didn't yeah. know if it was you or... Um, I looked a little different, my hair was up and it was... Yeah. <laughs> but I remember y'all were like doing the Charleston or like something up there and like yeah. I got up there and started dancing. I was like, I'm having deja vu to my dancing days. Awesome. <laughs> hey, get those tap shoes out. Bring them into London Calling. Put I might together still a have collaboration. Them. <laughs> I, it has been, I think I was 15 the last time I performed. Oh my gosh. So, and I'm 27 now, so it's been a hot, hot minute. That's but, awesome. You know, you do something for 11 years and like it never really leaves you. 11 so. years? Mm-hmm. You totally could. Maddie didn't even tap dance before this. She just had <laughs> tap shoes and she was like, ah, I just want to do it. So, that's but if up. you have like the dance training, you can pick up like other styles. Exactly. Yeah, girl, bring them in. Yeah, I might still have them. And if I don't, they're at my parents' house, and my parents are coming in a few weeks, so I can be like, hey, bring my tap shoes. <laughs> Mom and Dad, I know you're going to listen to this. Can you bring my tap shoes? Yeah. If not, I'm sure we can find you some. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I think that's one of the things that makes London Calling one of the most unique spots in Chattanooga. Um, not just it's like bar menu and the cocktails and everything, but the atmosphere yeah. is so different. Yeah. And the when James was first telling me about the – performers that before he opened before they right. opened uh, he was telling me about it and I was like I don't think I know of any other place in Chattanooga that has that no I mean there's the weekly paid performers at like the drag clubs mm-hmm. but apart from that um this is the only place that's hiring like performers to come mm-hmm. on a weekly basis it's that's that's so so awesome like he James had this vision he Mm -hmm. knew he wanted a variety show 
he didn't really know what he was getting into with Chattanooga <laughs> completely, but... Oh, bless James. The, the, the good thing is that, like, the most driven people are connected, and mm-hmm. we kind of recognize each other, and uh, we're very supportive of each other. Mm-hmm. We want to see good performances you know, keep continue to happen in this town. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I appreciated about it. Like, I lived in L.A. I chased the L.A. dream for a second to get a feel for it, and I just felt isolated as a performer, and it was just pure uh, me-against-you type of competition vibe. That's what I've heard a lot of the people that I've known who have either visited L.A., with the intent of moving there, and then they get there and they're like, uh, maybe not. Yeah, it becomes a whole other animal um, living there. I mean, unless you're just a it's, seriously advanced performer that already has, like, a manager, you know, helping you get gigs. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it takes a very specific personality to survive in a city like that or, like, New York. Yeah, it does. And I feel that unless you're from that part of the world that is kind of hard to know how to vibe into it and find your way. Um, but some people do, you know, I just, I, I have a hard time succumbing to anybody else's wishes and desires. I've had, um, contracts offered to me that I was just turned down because I'm bad with authority and I would (laughs) rather figure it out on my own and take the long road Mm -hmm. than to do something I don't want to do and, and sell my soul to the devil, so to speak. I feel that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm stubborn. <laughs> and I also have vision. Yeah. You know, so so in the long run, like, I know what I'm going to do, what I want, and uh, and I'm glad to be from a from Chattanooga, from an area that is, like, a medium-sized town that's growing and has progressive people moving in here that mm-hmm. want more for their lives and um, to be part of this, like fresh soil yeah. of the area. I feel that. So to speak, yeah. Uh, so who choreographs the routines that, or the performances that y'all do at London Calling? Um, so we took about 50 hours of rehearsal before we even got started. Oh, wow. To put together, um, I guess, 10 hours of costume creations. Um, but between the three of us, we came up with the routines together. Awesome. We're very, what I was looking for was not just experience, but cohesiveness Mm -hmm. because everybody has their own strengths and has different like inspirations that'll come out at different times when creating choreography. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is the first time I've ever like created choreography of my own. And I was looking at inspiration from burlesque without the strict tease. Right. Right. And then Maddie had Maddie water, uh, sorry, Maddie Lane has experience from um, like, she's seriously a trained dancer mm-hmm. um competition dancer I, you know? I did that too <laughs> you two would probably really vibe like, <laughs> uh, I look forward to us all hanging out yes so Maddie I'm always seeing her do like specific like angles you know that mm-hmm. show me how to tighten up you know I can like come up with moves but then she'll do like a, a like, you know, an angle, and I'm just like, oh, show me again. Show me again, Maddie. And then Crystal comes in with, like, her flow mm-hmm. art stuff, you know, with with 
the fan dancing, she really helped us like get angles and be able to uh, focus in on on props. Right. My thing is like I'm really good with stage presence and my strongest point is singing as a vocalist. Mm-hmm. So that's my special talent that I do. Um, do you sing in these shows or yeah. is it all dancing? Yeah. So I, we each have a solo and m- my solo is I sing. Oh, that's cool. Uh and it's at 9.30. Like, it's 9.30, 10.30, for three songs each. Okay. Is our show. And um, I go on, we go on at 9.30 sharp, and, like, my solo is the second song. Um, and we're changing it up weekly from okay. now on. It's been the same since we got started, but now we're changing it up. Yeah. So. You're in a rhythm, so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're in that flow state and able to... Um, James, I'm going to say this, James is paying us to practice, and that's huge. Yeah. You know, like, I feel really, really happy that it's such a um, encouraged type of show that is like, yeah, you can change it up every week, you can put your own creative input into it, you can do whatever you want, just make it happen, you know, and, and we are, so. Yeah. It's been a it's been a lot of fun. I'm super grateful. I have not managed to stay up late enough or stay stay out late enough to make it to one of y'all's shows. I'm <laughs> such, like, I hit 26 and I was like, all right, 9 p.m. likes my bedtime, but. Sure. <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs> I actually, I was at London Calling on New Year's Eve, but nice. I was there at like 7 o'clock and I was home in bed and asleep by 10.30. So. Did you catch over easy? Um, uh, they were just starting when my friends and I were leaving. Oh, okay. But they are very good. Gotcha, gotcha. I, I remember seeing you that night. I came in to, to hang out for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, that, I, I love that space. It's, yeah. it's so awesome. It's so nice. It's so comfortable mm-hmm. and like the posh, comfortable seating and the lighting is all mm-hmm. dim. And, and I literally lit. could not imagine anyone other than James doing something like that. He's a he's a dime a dozen. I mean, he showed up here in like a split second, essentially. Op- found the business, opened it, got on the ball. I will say, I didn't doubt James for a minute. Right. But I'm surprised at his ability to make it happen mm-hmm. in a timely manner that he said he could do it. And that's what I admire about him is that he's so... Like, he's so driven, and despite all odds, he made it happen in the time frame. He said he was going to open it. I was like, I don't know. It may be into next year. I hope we make it by Christmas or New Year's, but sure enough. He did. He did. Yeah. Yeah, but it's not just him. It was everybody who works there. Every single person who works at that bar has worked their butt off Mm -hmm. to help get this place open because we believed in the vision and what James was bringing to our town you know mm-hmm. we it's it's been really amazing to watch everybody and, bring it together and y'all are already featured in Forbes magazine right yeah. <laughs> i mean we're not playing around we're taking over right <laughs> like, like it's kind of the idea <laughs> yeah oh and um just kind of putting it out there in the next few months, mm-hmm. we'll be doing an audition for new London Calling Ladies. Oh, very um, nice. So we 
<clears throat> we're on a five-month contract, or mm-hmm. the ladies are on a five-month contract. Um, and for sure, one position will be opening up. Um, but in the next handful of months, we'll be taking... I'm taking resumes now. Okay. Um, and then we'll do auditions. So if anybody's interested in applying to be a London Calling Lady, they can email me a resume with their performance history and their uh, special talents at slaydancefit at gmail.com. So that's S-L-A-Y-D-A-N-C-E-F-I-T at gmail.com. Awesome. I will throw that into the show notes. Nice. So everyone else can take a look at it too. Yeah, there's a lot of inquiries but we're definitely looking for experienced performers mm-hmm. who already have costumes and like are stage ready. Awesome. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Uh, well, we are going to wrap up there. Um, this has been an absolute pleasure talking to you and getting to know you a little bit more. Yeah, it's been lovely. Um, where can people go to follow you on social media? Uh, I have a couple different handles, but <laughs> go ahead and just search... Um, destination period infinite on instagram or slay dance fit on instagram or um natalie mason on facebook or slay dance fit on facebook yeah those are pretty much everywhere (laughs) those are the two yeah three different locations awesome i will plug all of that into the show notes as well Uh, Thank you so much, Natalie. This has been so much fun. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Uh, (laughs) This has been another episode of the Nougat Bell podcast. Thank you all so much for listening, and I will catch you all 